Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice and my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime. And in bed by nine, because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of true crime. In the house. In the hizzy. 
up in here. July edition. Yeah, it is. We are recording this on the 5th of July a little early because we got to get out of this hizzy. Because we're trying to go on vacation, vacation. and we don't want to leave you guys hanging. Right. Right? Right. We'd be like that. Actually, Gretchen, I don't think there has been in over two years, we've been doing this for two years now, we've never skipped a week. Right. Have we? I don't think so. Hmm. Consistent AF. You don't get a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Some people take vacations. I could use a vacation. I need a vacation from vacations. That's what I need. No, you have. Yeah. Okay. I need a vacation because I haven't gone on one in a while. Yeah. This weekend we did the 4th of July. The 4th of July in Dana Point Harbor is bananas. It is like this giant water fight. And I did not know. Is it warm enough for a water fight? Oh, no, it's cold. So last year we went through the harbor and we didn't know about the water fight. I I think it's just like Uh, the locals know about it. They don't like advertise it or anything. Okay. Right. So we went through it and just got annihilated. So this year, my friends that were visiting thought I was real silly. I was like, here, you're going to want this rain jacket. And I was like, and by the way, that straw hat you're wearing, you're going to want to put that in a plastic bag. Cause it's going to get ruined. Right. You know? Uh-huh. And so they, I think they were like a little like, Oh, overkill. Listen, I was like, say it, say it, bitch. That was a rain jacket was a good call. Right. So all these people, but everyone was still hating on me. It was that kind of weekend because I bought like the real cheap super soakers from Amazon. Yeah. Pe- they didn't work. People come to play in the Harbor. They had these like, like a like a lot bigger super soakers. Dude, and they just like blast you. I would hate that. That is not my that's not my they jam. Really, really I got blasted in the face a lot. Don't like that. <laughs> it's never fun. It's like the kid that splashes you all the time or is like kicking in front of your yeah. face and you're like, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, you just go, you could you don't have you can only stay in the water fightness for as long as you can handle it. Then you can just, you know, keep going. Move on. But the kids love okay. it. The kids love it so much. You know, kids love the to sacrifice. be splashing. They can see. The yeah. podcast is like our kid. We make the sacrifice mm-hmm. and you made the sacrifice to go in mm-hmm. and get your face blasted mm-hmm. off. So it was like, the super Gretchen, you bought us the wrong drinks. Gretchen, you didn't get us good enough uh, water guns. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Okay then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like next year we're coming to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can handle that. You could come here next year. It is so fun. Let me tell you. I mean, you all guys oh, all know like I'll the Texans bet. have they are America, right? It's like oh, yeah. America over here. Yeah. So they've got the fireworks, bonanza. They have fireworks on the third and the fourth, and it's it's fun. It's fun, and people. I mean, people dress like USA everywhere. USA all day. Awesome. I need I need to up my gear. Oh, I had a I have a red, white, and blue situation. You do? Oh like, yeah, okay. I have the skirt that I wear every year on Fourth of July. Red, white, yeah. and blue. It's real cute. I had a 
blue top with like white stars. Really cute. I bought it for this year. Mm -hmm. But I need something on the bottom. I saw this girl. She had these really fun like kind of balloon pants. You know those like comfy ones? Mm -hmm. Look like they were kind of silk or satiny. Blue with big white stars. I was like, those are perfect. Those are like, they feel like pajamas. You can wear them all night. You don't get mosquito bites. All of it. Oh, that is perfect. When, yeah. They wouldn't stand a chance in the water fight, though. Tell you mm, what. Listen, no. I'm doing this water fight again next year. Of and all those are. assholes that were on my boat are coming back with me. We're going to do a do-over. They're going to bring their own damn drinks. And I'm going to arm us with the best damn water guns they sell. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone can Jesus. quit their bitching. Right? Okay, fine. Have them bring... Okay, they'll bring the drinks. You bring the water water guns. Right. My uncle used to make them out of, like, PVC pipes and, like, got real good ones for Havasu because it's kind of like that there, too. Uh, yeah, I imagine it's Havasu-esque. Which we're not going to this year. I know. That's so weird because that is your... Your jam. It's a little weird. This is going to be the first year in a very long time that we don't go. And I think both my husband and I are like, does it feel real weird not to do it? It does. And as the summer keeps going, it does. And we were like, can we do it? But we don't have a boat there. So it's like, yeah, we could go. But yeah, our boat's here. Your boat's there. You got a lot of nice And we've been using a lot of it. And stuff. And it's nice not to be too far from home. Right. Things yeah, could be things awesome. could be worse. We certainly have it oh, pretty good. Dude, real good. I am very thankful. So anything else I mean, for our vacation? I need a pack, dude. You know how that packing for oh, shit. Have you done it? Are you done packing? I haven't even I haven't started. And my husband just called me and is like, I'm on my way home. And I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna realize I didn't do shit all day. <laughs> and you're in the <laughs> and you're podcasting right now. It's like perfect. Storm. He's gonna be like what the hell? You're just I, like, I never am that lazy, but I totally was today. Yeah, today. And right. so he's going to be like, like, I'm still in the clothes that I slept in. I haven't even taken a shower. This, oh my this gosh. is my, um, you know, hair from yesterday, hair from yesterday after I got blasted with <laughs> Harbor water hair. Oh it's like God. that. And he's going to come home and be like, you're such a loser. You are so gross. I am. Anyhow, let's talk about crime. crime. Unless you have anything else to tell me about. Your lovely self. Oh, I think I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Tell me your story. Okay. Today's case is brought to us by listener Hannah Wilkerson. Oh, thanks, Hannah. Yeah. And it is out of your home state. Tab. Giddy up, because I'm going to tell you about Susan Wright of Houston, Texas. Okay. Okay. Houston. Houston. I think there's a Houston. Houston. There's like a Houston. There's like a Houston Dallas rivalry. Correct or not correct? Mm, I don't know. I heard it's a thing. I'm not in it. I think that Dallas is better, but I haven't been to Houston. (laughs) So you don't know. Yeah. All I know is that Houston's weather is a lot more humid. Yeah, I think that's part of the rivalry is that I hear that Houston people disagree. They say, no, they're not. I mean, Houston, Houstonians, tell us. Yeah, I mean, there's really nice areas in Houston. Yeah, okay. My friend Nina lives in Houston. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nina lives there. Okay. And her beautiful baby. The most beautiful so baby. So I'm going to make myself 
down to Houston one day. Yeah, one of these days. And my friend Amber, she loves Houston the most out of any place in Texas. And she's been to many more places than me. Okay. She's got good taste. So I think we should give Houston a try. There's that. Okay. This case is pretty unique because I find myself typically being about 100% sure most of the time that I know what a fitting sentence should be for the guilty party. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I'd be an excellent judge. But in this case, it kind of gave me some pause. So I can't wait to hear what you think about the circumstances. Okay. Okay. So Susan met her husband, Jeff, when she was 20 and he was 28 on a weekend trip down to the Texas beach town of Galveston. That's like the fun Texas beach town, right? I'm going there. I bet you are. So I'm going (laughs) to, I am. Yeah. Going there in August. So I'll let you know all about it. Okay. So yeah, I think it's the place to go. So Susan is this petite blonde bombshell and Jeff was the tall, dark and handsome type. Okay. So the two fell in love and they were a hot couple, both good looking and just fun. Jeff was known to have a little extra fun. Actually, his friends say he dabbled in the cocaine and liked to drink and party for days on end. Like, uh, I believe they call that a bender. Uh Uh-huh. Those those typically don't end well. It's a situation. Am I on a bender? This is my third day in a row. (laughs) (laughs) You did. I've only had one truly. truly, Um, Yeah, I've only had one truly pop today. I mean, if that's considered a bender, I was on a bender for the first full year of COVID. Totally. (laughs) Never stopped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff's bender behavior kind of changed when he met Susan, which was a good thing, right? They thought he was growing up and just settling down a bit. He really didn't have a choice about the growing up and settling down for reals when after a few months of him and Susan dating, she found herself with child, knocked up, okay, baby in the belly. So Jeff loved Susan, but at the same time, it took him a minute to propose to his pregnant girlfriend. He waited until she was eight months along to pop the question. But two weeks after he did, the couple had a small service and then headed to our favorite steakhouse for their wedding night. They went to Outback. They did. They went to Outback Steakhouse. That is fancy. So romantic, right? (laughs) Did they get the blooming onion? I I think you have to. Cheese fries? I would get the whole Grilled shrimp on the barbie? Yeah. So good, right? Okay. Being a wife and a mother was Susan's jam. She was all about, you know, keeping a clean house, keeping Jeff happy, And Jeff was doing well, selling flooring at his job. And so the two bought themselves a house and popped out another baby. Now, let me tell you, they were doing so well, they even were about to put a fountain in their backyard. Water features be bougie. 
when you've got yeah. a fountain, you've made it, right? I think we all can agree on that. <laughs> Listen, a fountain okay. is one of those things that it's like the fountain, it's it's so extra, right? Oh, I've They're never expensive, had a fountain. And you don't really need them. Right. Yeah. Okay. You had a very pretty fountain at your last house. I did yeah. have a really great fountain. I'll just tell you, it's a bitch to clean. It's a bitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so everything from the outside, looking in, seemed to be going well for this cute little family. But it wasn't, according to Susan. Susan says Jeff was abusive and had been for years, especially after he'd gone back to using the cocaine. He was still using it, you know, just like recreationally when he got the chance. And doesn't sound like he was a fun cokehead. It was like aggro. Okay. Yikes. So she also says that he tracked her whereabouts constantly, which was ironic because he was the one that was the big old cheater. He had actually brought her home the herpes. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So Susan's claims of abuse are questioned a lot because she never called the police or sought medical attention as a result. And so there was no documented record of abuse between her and Jeff. That is until two days after Susan brutally killed Jeff. Whoa. Yep. You heard me. Susan killed the shit out of Jeff. She stabbed him 193 times. Whoa. First of all, I thought you were going to say that Jeff, I thought it was going to be the other way around. And how do you, that's like overkill? That's the definition, I believe. Right? Yeah. Okay. So according to Susan, Jeff came home from a boxing lesson and appeared to be under the influence. Side note. Trace amounts of drugs were found in Jeff's system, by the way. So that is accurate. Okay. So according to Susan, Jeff was playing around with their four-year-old son and taking it too far, calling him a sissy, and it escalated to Jeff hitting the four-year-old. Oh. Susan says she confronted Jeff about you know, his using drugs and his abuse and that she wouldn't stand for it when it came to her children and that she would leave if he didn't change. And this enraged him. She says he beat her, dragged her to the bed, raped her, and then held a knife over her. And she heard him say, die, bitch. So she kicked him in the groin and then was able to wrestle the knife out of his hand and stab him. And once she started stabbing, she could not stop herself. Except for when her young son knocked on the door, and then she managed to grab some neckties and tied Jeff onto the bed, and then put her son back to bed. Then she went to the kitchen, grabbed a fresh knife, and then continued to stab Jeff some more. And, <laughs> and when she was sure he was dead, she tied him to a dolly and dumped him in the hole in the backyard that was conveniently there for the fountain they were about to put in. 
Oh, shit. That's a lot, right? <laughs> That's a lot. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whoa. It's a lot. And I didn't even tell you about how the part about how she stabbed him in the eyeball, the skull, or the penis. So there's some problems with Susan's story. For one, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around 120-pound Susan overpowering 220-pound 6'3 Jeff with a knife if it all happened the way that she says it did. Yes. Okay. More Like it wouldn't happen. Yeah. So more problems surrounding Susan's claims are due to her bizarre behavior after she killed him. So instead of calling the police, she attempted to clean the scene, throwing the mattress in the yard and cutting out a big hole in the carpet and using bleach to clean it all up. She also emptied the couple's bank account and she changed their outgoing message to say, like, it used to say like, hey, this is the, you know, right family, Jeff, Susan. Now it's just Susan. She took his name off the outgoing message. <laughs> Susan. No must, Jeff. Susan. Yeah. And then she filed a report of abuse against Jeff with the police, who then filed a warrant for his arrest. And then she told people that's why Jeff left missing. home. Yeah, that's why he went missing. And she didn't know where she was. Where he was. Yeah. Okay. I... It's tough. Okay, so that doesn't really Susan support... Susan not the brightest crayon in the box? I think Susan is... I mean, I'll get into it more, but, you know, I think she was out of her mind. I think she was an abused woman, but I don't think she told the truth about how it happened. So you do think she was abused. Were there... I mean, you might get into it, but were there people that she told, like her friends? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... The problem is, though, that her actions in the following days doesn't really support the action of a woman who is claiming self-defense, you know? Right. But in Susan's defense, her sister does say Jeff was abusive, and she points to a big dent in a wall in their home that she says Susan had showed her because it was where Jeff had shoved her into the wall. She also says she saw Susan with a black eye, and there are friends that corroborate the black eye incident, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. There is also another woman that has come to Susan's defense. She was actually engaged to Jeff previously. And she says, oh yeah, Jeff was abusive. All right. And this woman actually filed a police report after there was an incident between her and him at an Austin bar. Jeff threw a bottle at her face breaking it and a piece of glass from that is still in her chin yikes yeah so yeah jeff's dad says jeff wasn't capable of being abusive and jeff's dad says he wasn't capable yes. of being abusive guess yes. what you know what i know people that are yeah are abusive and have been abusive yeah and sometimes you would think the nicest people in the world would never do that but they you know what goes on behind closed doors right and hello i mean there's a police report and when so when they his dad was interviewed and they asked him well what do you how do you explain this you know your son was arrested for throwing a glass bottle in a woman's face he says 
All I can say about that is that woman had the hots for Jeff for years after they broke up. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, he's one of those. Yeah. Okay. So we know what time it is with him. He's one of those. Yeah. 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 He's one of those. Yeah. He's in denial of his son's character. Okay. So there's two very differing depictions of Jeff Wright happening. You know, what are you going to do? Okay. So five days after Susan wheeled Jeff into the fountain hole in the yard, she was faced with her dog continuously digging him up. Okay. That's a problem. And I imagine also the reality of what she had done was too much to bear. And so she confessed to her mama what she had done. Her Mm -hmm. mother acted as a good mother would. And she immediately hired her daughter, a lawyer, who then notified the police there was a dead body at the Wright residence. And his client was willing to confess, but she's at a mental hospital at the moment. Mental hospital is definitely a good pit stop on your way to the clink. Because, yeah. Right? I mean, it you know, they can't arrest you when you're there. So it gives your family some time to figure out, you know, bail money, all of that stuff that they're going to do for you before you do inevitably get arrested. Right? So less time in the pokey. So I think it was a good call. Good lawyer, right? So Susan was also treated by a battered woman expert while she was there. And, you know, so that's great. Right? She needs it. So after a week, Susan left the hospital and was charged with Jeff's murder. And she pled not guilty. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. 
Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. The trial for this case is where things really get bananas. The prosecutor for this case was none other than a young Kelly Siegler. Oh, no way. Okay, we have talked about my Lady Blast crush on Kelly Siegler before, if you're not familiar, with her show called Justice. I think it's on Mm -hmm. ID and Oxygen or one or the other. I mean, she's the ultimate lady boss, right? She is. When Kelly is on the case, she goes in hard. And the case against Susan was no exception. Kelly painted quite a different version of what happened to Jeff at the hands of Susan on the night in question. And she does make a hell of a case. So Kelly pointed out, obviously, this business about Susan overpowering him and stabbing him 193 times, only breaking to put her little boy to bed. And the point where she, that is the point where she tied him up, is bonk. Because so Susan is saying she was stabbing, he wasn't tied up, but then she tied him up when she had to put the little boy to bed. Just to be clear on that. Okay. So I'm with Kelly. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. really make a lot of sense. Okay. So what Kelly did was present the scenario that Jeff was not perfect. But she says Susan's abuse claims are grossly exaggerated. And Susan wanted to get her hands on Jeff's $200,000 life insurance policy. She says Jeff was tied up to the bed because Susan had seduced him into putting himself in that position. She points to the fact that there was red candle wax found on his body from a candle in the bedroom. So like it was just another night of them getting their freak on when Susan used Jeff's vulnerability against him to start stabbing him. That does kind of make sense. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes more sense than her overpowering him with the kick in the nuts. I know what I'm saying? Totally. Okay. But some of it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think if Susan was plotting to kill Jeff, I think she would have had more of a plan for after he was dead than throw him in the fountain hole. 
I mean, she was kind of floundering for five days after he was dead. I think usually when people like plot to kill someone, they make some like rehearsed 911 call. Like how many times have we listened to that? You know, they say it was an intruder or like something like that. Maybe she saw the hole and was like, this might be a good time. Maybe they'll pour some concrete over that. Put the fountain there. We'll never find him. Maybe. Okay. I mean, when was the fountain going in? Was it the next day? I don't know. It was a DIY project. Actually, he was going to do it. So, I mean... I don't. So Maybe I don't. She was I, so like, I just don't. The concrete. I don't think she plotted to. I don't think she was plotting. Kelly also you know. said there was no evidence of abuse, but I mean, I take that with a grain of salt because, yeah, there was no documented reports, right? But she was definitely abused by this man. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. Whatever. I think there is a part, a point where you. I mean, you either leave or you snap. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much abuse you could take verbally or physical abuse until, I mean, you either turn into like a shell of a person. Right. And become numb. Right. You snap and want to, you know, kill the person. Or you get killed because the most dangerous point in time in a abused woman's life is when they leave. Yeah, I know. That is the scary part. That's the scary part. Yeah. Okay. I had a friend that was in an abusive relationship and it was scary for her to leave, but it was, and it was like, you have to do it at the right time because you need to protect yourself above all and your children. And I mean, we've seen a lot in just this year, I think because it's been so stressful with COVID that a lot of people have snapped on their spouses. Yeah. And their families. Yeah. Right. And like daily you see something. Okay. Well, Susan took the stand and defended herself against Kelly's claims that she had seduced Jeff that night, saying that that her and Jeff just didn't roll like that. They didn't play, you know, tie me up games. Okay. I mean, I think Ke- the strong point of Kelly's argument is the whole candle wax thing. Like, why was there candle wax on him? They were getting their like freak on. Candle wax was there. It was around like his groin area and his chest. So I mean, enough, right? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that is weird. So she was she like I wanted to burn his ass too. I don't know. Like was she so mad? Where it's like she, I don't know. No, I think it was just sex play, and she didn't really have an explanation oh. for why the candle wax was there. And she says, Kelly says to her, like, oh, really? Because it looks like you worked as a topless dancer for eight weeks. So I'm pretty sure you know how to get your seductress on. I mean, it's like, really? Yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, it's like, okay. That, for the record, was a little judgy of Kelly. And I mean, it's quite the stretch, right? To bring up that for eight weeks, she worked as a topless dancer two years before she met Jeff. Like, I mean, that is some like that's shaming, that's like, like lame, like, and because she worked as a topless dancer, she's like, you know, I don't I like, I don't like that. That she likes to, to tie people up. I mean, that doesn't have. Yeah. And do what does it, one but... have to, with the other? Okay. I mean, maybe it just makes you a little bit more free with your body. Yeah, I don't like that Kelly did that. But I also get that it's a murder trial 
And and that's how the game is played. Yeah. Right. They play. They things get dirty. Right. So as the trial went on, Kelly didn't stop bringing up Susan's past and glossing over Jeff's. She brought the couple's actual bed into the courtroom. So she brings the bed in the courtroom. She ties up a gentleman with neckties to the actual bed and had him demonstrate how he was completely helpless while he was tied up while Kelly got on top of him and straddled him while acting out what the stabbings would have looked like. Can you imagine? It was next level for sure. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, it certainly painted a very vivid picture in the jury's mind. She's got some balls, man. Dude, she's got some balls. Yeah, she does. I watched an episode of Cold Justice where she was talking to a police officer and she's like, oh, she's like, you didn't want to pursue that any further because he's in the hospital with his, you know, sick dad and the police officer is like, no, I didn't. She's like, you don't want them to think you're a bitch. And she's like, yeah. And Kelly's like, well, I am. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, well, that's why she's good at what she does. Right. Yeah. But again, I don't agree with Kelly's choices in shaming Susan for this. But, you know, whatever. Okay, so Kelly's very vivid picture, along with the forensic testimony, is pretty intense. The first knife Susan used had its tip broken off in Jeff's skull. And so that's why she switched knives, because it broke. Also, a lot of the wounds Jeff suffered were like superficial, like she was just slashing him for fun. Like there were several superficial slashes to his penis. She's torturing him. So, But do you think she was torturing him when he was alive or do you think she was torturing him when he was like? Oh, no, she tortured him when he was alive. Like they showed that she stabbed him in the eyeball while he was still alive. He died from bleeding out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's. A real awful. I mean, she she had to have just snapped. It's it's, it's so it's complicated, like, right? Yeah. So it makes me think. That's what I told you in the beginning. This gave me some pause because it makes me think that this is more likely the act of an abused woman experiencing like some kind of built up blind rage. Yeah, which is understandable, but it's not self defense. No, right? I mean, it's crazy. You went. You went cuckoo bananas to the next level and you're like you've done this to me for so long let me show you let me show you a little taste of your medicine to the point where you're going to be done right that's the only thing i can think why you would why you would do that like she must have just had it i think she should have just pled insanity from the from the get or something okay but instead her defense included Witnesses that testified that Jeff was a dick and he had a temper, he had affairs, used drugs, and he even abused dogs. Mm. Lovely. Listen, I think he was not a great person and he wasn't great to her. I think you're right. No. But it doesn't really give her the right to, Yeah. you know, what I tell my children, like two wrongs don't make a right. You can't 
have revenge on each other. If you hit, somebody gets hit, do not hit back. We need to discuss this. For sure. So the expert who could have helped Susan's case that treated her when she was at the mental hospital was not called to the stand by her lawyers. And that's because she told him a different version of what happened while she was in his care. He said that she stated she started stabbing Jeff while he was asleep. Which kind of makes sense, right? This expert says that Susan was in a fog when he treated her and that she was like still in fear at the time that Jeff was still alive and that if he would have been called to the stand, he would have supported her defense that her erratic behavior is typical of a battered woman, which, I mean, that like supports what I believe, you know, that she snapped after years Mm -hmm. of abuse, you Mm -hmm. know, but her attorneys just did not want him to say anything differing from the statement she had given police. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what happened is either he was asleep or it was something like the version of what Kelly Seeler presented in court where she tricked him into being tied up and that she was just really afraid to tell the truth. But I don't think she cared much about the $200,000 because she wasn't in debt. People that are into murder for the insurance money are almost always in financial despair. Right. Like it comes out of desperation. I think she was abused and she lost it like Betty Broderick. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think so too. Yeah, very very sometimes bitter Betty. I, sometimes I do believe that a lot of times it is for the life insurance policy, but I think there's plenty of times where it's like that's not what it is. I She's not so. like and $200,000 is just not that much money. No, it's not. And so, you know, what's going to get you by for a second, but yeah. it's not going to make or break you for life. Yeah. Couple mil, then I would have said, story. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the jury, I think, maybe thought something similar because instead of life, she got 25 years in 2004. So Susan appealed her case based on the whole bringing the bed into the courtroom thing as being overly prejudicial to the jury. Okay. Okay. And ineffective counsel because they didn't call that battered woman's expert. Right? Yeah. Okay. I get that. One thing she did have going for her this time was Jeff's ex testified on Susan's behalf as to how abusive Jeff was. She was brave and she certainly did not have to come forward and relive all the shit with Jeff. And Susan was grateful, but this chick was not a great witness. She was just maybe too nervous or something. She kept interrupting the lawyers and the judge. At one point, Susan's attorney had to take her out of the courtroom and lecture her, like, get your shit together. And then brought her back in to resume and she had to apologize to the court. Yikes. Yeah. So that was kind of sad. So her new attorney called her old attorneys, right? Because of the ineffective counsel thing Mm -hmm. to the stand and questioned them about 
why they sucked so bad at defending <laughs> Susan. It's like awkward, right? Dude, it is awkward because you're you're like if they have ego, they're going to be like, we didn't suck. But if they believe her and feel for her, then they need to say they suck. I mean, hello. They were up against Kelly Siegler is all yeah. they had to say. Who doesn't suck all against right. her? So what'd they say? They said that they would do it the same all over. They definitely yeah. had ego. They will, yeah. They always do that. It's it's rarely that you'll find somebody be like, yeah, it, it you know, if I had it today, I would have done this or whatever, because then it, it makes them seem like, how are they going to get another case? They've already like, they can't do that for their own I reputation. Know. I guess. I guess. Okay. So this appeal hearing was a big gamble because they resentenced her. Luckily, I'm surprised she even got another hearing for this. I know, right? Luckily for Susan, it worked out in her favor because she could have either been let go gotten more. or gotten life. Yeah. And been like, shoots, 25 years ain't so bad, right? Yeah. But although girlfriend did not walk out like Cosby, she got five years shaved off her sentence and the possibility of parole. So is she free? So in 2012, after Susan's appeal, Lifetime made a movie about her called The Blue-Eyed Butcher. I watched it, and it does portray Jeff as a bad guy, but it also portrays Susan as like a conniving seductress, and it plays off the whole stupid topless dancer thing. Which I think is like I'm so like cheesy of her life, cheesy and irrelevant. I mean, topless dancing, that's not even all the way, you know, stripping. Like, woohoo. No. Okay, whatever. Okay. So <sighs> Susan gave an interview for 48 hours while she was awaiting her second sentence. And prison had taken its toll. Because, like I always say, blondies don't do well in the clink no she got the whole mousy brown hair thing going and she's pale it's not cute at all she had been denied at all of her parole hearings until recently in july 2020 she was released after serving 16 years of her sentence she is now 44 years old and a free woman yeah. She was young when she did that. Um, and did you find her? No. Okay. There's a news clip of her. I mean, she's out of the game, right? She went in before, like, social media. I'm sure she's not in a big rush to, like, oh, get a Facebook. Right. Okay. So her children, who are the real victims of all of this, having lost, you know, two parents. Totally. I thought that. They're now being raised by Jeff's family. So they probably hate her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I wonder. I wonder if they will ever sympathize with their mother and want a relationship with her. But I don't imagine they will because they've got like Jeff's dad who was like, my son was a pillar of the community. Awesome. Yeah. A plus. 100%. They're just, I mean, for 16 years, like they're adults. Her kids are adults. Yeah. So... Oh, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it would be, this case would be a lot less complicated if she just hadn't stabbed him so many damn times. 
It's like so extra. It's extra. Right? So upon her release, Susan's family released a statement that said, we think she's paid her debt to society and deserves a second chance. So news cameras caught her outside her mother's house and she pleaded with them, like, please don't do this to my family. She was asking for privacy. And I hope she gets it. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like we've come a long way, right? I mean, I don't feel like they would make a movie about her life and call it the blue-eyed butcher and play up the topless dancing like in this day and age. But that's where we were. probably would. You think? I think because that's like, what do they say? Sex sells. That's just, it's just it's what they still do. does. Come on. Okay. Well, I mean, hello. They made that movie, The Hustler. I know. With JLo. Yeah. yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I mean, there's so, you know, it's like there's so many other ways to go about, you know, getting rid of somebody, maybe not killing them. Maybe just like leaving his ass, moving away. Yeah, I do I feel I I am glad that she's not spending the rest of her life in prison. I do think she had you have to you she have to serve some time. Yeah. Right. I think Hello? she should have pleaded insanity. Maybe got herself like 10 years or something. Yeah. That's 16. Fine. She's still young. She's 44. She could go marry, have like a whole happy life. Well, she needs to go get her hair did. I'm sure she has. (laughs) I'm sure she got her hair done, spray tan, Botox, Thrive Mascara, boom. Thrive Mascara. Yeah. Some Viore clothes. Magic spoon to take off the extra pounds. Yes. Some magic spoon. New strawberry banana flavor. I'm really excited about it. Taking her care of vitamins right. every day. Boom. Because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Well, is that a WAP? That's a WAP. All right. Well, that was uh, extra. It was extra. It was extra, to say the least. Okay, we don't have a lot of shout outs because it is Monday and our... Um, and no one loves us. ...episode episode just came out and it's a federal holiday so all you guys are probably not driving to work and listening to us right so anyways i do have one from and i was going to repost this actually but i haven't gotten chance to today yet but i want to shout out wendy and audrey capo they both gave us a little shout today thank you so much Thank you. If you guys can, please rate us on Apple Podcasts if you have not already. Follow us on Facebook, Housewives of True Crime Group, or Housewives of True Crime, or on Instagram, Housewives of True Crime. We also have YouTube. It's HWTC. And we also have a Patreon if you want to listen to us even more every single week on Thursdays. And that's at patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. I think that's it. I think that's it. Clink, clink, guys. Clink, clink.